All right. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Lost in the Long Box for Wednesday, September. Is this the fourth? This is yes. the fourth. Yes. Uh, I apologize. I'm I'm still working on my post con depression. So are you still? Are you on Georgia time, which is you know in the same time zone as what we're in? Uh, no, I'm on Dragon Con time. Whereas, like, what time is it? I don't know. Hand me a beer. Uh, ah. So you're saying you were too drunk the entire time to know where you were coming or going? Looks like you had a good time, buddy. Well, um, Dragon Con has a tradition called pie, which is like apple pie moonshine. Right. Um, and I never had it before, so I made this my year to try apple pie moonshine. Mm. Oh, it was really good. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't even taste any liquor, so there was a flask in my back pocket the entire weekend, and it was just... At any time I felt a little too serious or like the buzz was wearing off, pie. Pie. So... So before we get to the awesomeness of my weekend, how is everybody? Oh, before I even get there, see, this is what happens when you take a, a week off. You forget what the hell you're doing on your show. My name is Randy. I'm your host. I got my partners in crime here. Anus. Tommy. And Madman working aboard back there. Say hello, Madman. Hello, Madman. So how was your guys' weekends? Oh, man, it was great. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it wasn't as good as yours, but, you know. Oh, no, not by a long shot, man. Had a pretty you got decent chance weekend. to be George Perez, man. That'd make anybody's weekend. Well, well, here's the thing. I don't know if you saw my post. I made a comment about it only took me 15 years because I've been going to DragonCon 15 years, and George has been going for a, that amount of time, too. Oh, so I've, I've wow. talked to him. I've met him. I've been to photo shoots, but I've never gone to his table to get anything signed and autographed. I'm like, and since he's not doing cons anymore, I figured maybe I should get around to doing yeah, that. Yeah, that, that'd be a good reason to get a, t- get a pick. But my understanding, um, according to a DragonCon staffer that I talked to, he's going to come back to DragonCon. He, he may not be doing any other cons, but he will come to DragonCon. Oh, that's good. Well, it looks like I'm going to have to make some uh, financial arrangements so I can get there because I want to meet this dude. Right. He, well, he, um, he has pretty much stated before that DragonCon is his favorite convention. He loves going to that convention. And you mentioned that when I first started on the show when we were talking yeah, about he, him. He loves that convention. He's one of the guys who, on Friday and Saturday night, is out there with all the other fans taking pictures of the cosplay. Oh. Wow. And every bit of excited as to each one he sees. So, Talk about the fans, fans. Yeah. I remember uh, one year my, I was doing the uh, Dr. Solar Men of the Atom, and he was in the hallway going, oh, and a Solar, and he's taking the picture. And Hold on, man. Wait a minute. Yes. You did... Dr. Solar. I did a Dr. Solar, Men of the Atom. I will dig it up for you for next week. Ha. Because <laughs> it's buried somewhere in my Facebook I can get. You know, it. that's a great story to hear because it's, it's great to know that, you know, the people that write these books that we love are as big a fans of, of this, you know, medium as what we are, you know? Most definitely. Well, I can tell you a few years ago, one of my friends, um, several of my friends actually, all did an Alpha Flight um, group. And my friend Alan did a Sasquatch, did the full-size Sasquatch costume. Oh, uh, that's snap, great. I loved it. They, had to, they had to set up in the hall because he couldn't move. Now, is your boy, are your boys Canadian? Or are uh, they just no, they're not. Okay. But what was funny, well, actually, one of the guys in Alpha Flight Group is Canadian, but I'm hey. digressing. Um, but as he was setting up, and they're all taking pictures, George was out there that Saturday night taking pictures with everybody else, and he turns around and he goes, I never got to draw these guys. And the guy directed, right. the guy directed a photo goes, well, George, get in there with him. So he had his camera ran in and jumped in the middle of Alpha Flight. So Man. that's great. That's great. All right. That's the coolest of the cool. Hey, I'm telling you, he is a sweet, sweet man. Everybody refers to him as Uncle George. There you I go. believe that. So I believe that. Now let's get to some news items. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, Madman, we're going to need to get one of those old-fashioned ticker tape noises for when we do the news items. Okay. <laughs> so um, there was a re-release of Detective Comics number 854 that came out today. Um, which I don't know if you guys know this, but that was the beginning of the um, Elegy storyline, which also introduced the current version of Batwoman that's going to be in the uh, CW show. Okay. Right. And the, re- the, uh, the reprint that came out today actually has um, a photo cover of Ruby Rose as Batwoman. Okay. Um, and DC even said that there is no more other reprints. There was just this special one. There's no other cover. So I actually saw it today in the store. It's not a bad-looking cover. I liked it. Okay. Everybody just goes quiet. You guys, and the crowd just, goes mild. I say you did. Um, so, Dark Horse Comics um, announced that they are canceling Brian Woods' series "Aliens: Colonial Marines: Rising Threat" after accusation of predatory behavior from Comics Alliance founder Laura Hudson. Oh, so, that's never good to hear. Nope. And nope. I just saw a solicitation for like issue three from like previews for this month. But Dark Horse also did issue a statement, basically saying. Uh, Effective immediately, Dark Horse will not pursue any new project with Brian Wood. Dark Horse has canceled the upcoming series, Aliens, Colonial Marines, Rising Threat. Well, it's good that Dark Horse, you know, took a stand. Right. You know, and didn't just, yeah, so that's well, good. But I mean, it's, 
it's got to be disappointing for the people that are reading it a little bit, I guess. I don't know. I don't care about the people reading it. Yeah. You make Guys, get it to hell under control. I'm, I'm tired of hearing these stories. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, go you know, kudos for Dark Horse for taking a stand and, and doing the right thing. I, I will give them their props for that. Yes, that you know, good for them for actually taking it seriously. Because remember, um, we had the uh, the whole thing, and God, I can't remember the guy's name. Giant now. Nitz. No, no, not Giant Nitz. The other guy from um, for years that, and it's just now coming, not coming to light, but they're finally starting to believe all the women who've been coming forward and saying this guy's, you know, a predator. I'm going to have to go look it up now. Was Maybe, this the guy that we talked about a few weeks ago where they banned him from one area of campus, but not the whole campus? No, that was Giant Nitz. That okay. was Giant Nitz. That's who I thought you were talking about. No, this right. guy was with Vertigo. Um, oh, God, I cannot remember his name. It's on a previous episode. Maybe one of our listeners can write in and tell us who it was. Because I, But the same type of thing. For years, there was accusations, and DC wasn't doing anything about it. And finally, it was like, look, there's too many people coming forward. You guys can't keep ignoring this. Hmm. Yes, I know. It's bad, bad memory. I, I blame Conbrain. So not only did the Marvel Studios and D23 just recently announce that they're going to be getting a, a Moon Knight series um, and Black Knight is going to be um, in Eternals. Marvel said, well, we can't let that go by uh, without doing something on our end. So C.B. Sabolsky um, did confirm that we're going to be getting Black Knight, I guess, in October's Punisher Kill Crew series. And that there's also plans for Moon Knight at the end of the year, although they haven't said in what capacity. Right. Whether it be a miniseries, his own series, or he shows up someplace else. But both of those are characters we haven't seen in quite a long time. Did you guys cover this last week? Yeah, we covered that um, about that Black Knight was going to be... About about Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington was going to be playing uh, Dane Whitman. Okay, but not the fact that Barwell came forward and said, hey, we're going to... um, Right, Get they him, didn't. Bring yeah, him we, back to print. Okay, we're bringing him back to print. We just t- we just covered that he was going to be Dane Whitman in the um, in in the upcoming Eternals. Movie. Okay, cool. Because as, as I was jotting down his notes, I'm like, see, I did listen last week. I said, I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> Tommy and Ethan actually covered this. I'm glad you took time out of your busy schedule to listen to us. Right, I, <laughs> and I will freely admit it's when I got home from con. Um, so you didn't take your time. Well, well, what was funny is uh, I had mentioned to a friend of mine at a convention that I was going to call into the podcast, and that friend at about eight o'clock went. When are you going to call into your podcast? And drunken me said, oh, yeah, that was a couple hours ago. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, man. That would have been great to have a drunken Randy on the uh, Oh, on the man. It's like, glad there's a bait. Well, I wasn't, actually, I wasn't drunken Wednesday because I gave blood Thursday. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and so you have to avoid the caffeine and the alcohol, even though uh, that other friend of mine also guilted me. They didn't actually say anything. It's just, it was hard walking them, watch them walk around with drinks in their head and not partaking as well. So. <laughs> I, I actually caved and had man, a couple of That sounds like a fun convention, man. I hope I get invited to it. Dude, there's there's no invite. Just go on, buy a pass, and go to the con. I don't understand what the issue is. Oh No, no I was talking about <laughs> your way as a professor. I didn't know what the criterion was for. Yeah, we'll get you in there one of these days, right, Enos. As soon, and as, then, you, as soon as you get your book out and everything like that. Oh, yeah. We'll have you in autograph row. Oh, and, then, yeah. and then you can treat us like the peons. Because I remember that episode where you made a comment. You almost said something about you going to invite us as your staff. And <laughs> no, you caught no, yourself. No, I'm taking you guys with me because y'all are the reason that I'm here. The least I can do, man, is if I get published, is have you guys with me when I finally get there, man. No, the least you can do is start paying my ass royalties when you start getting money. Oh, like, <laughs> Because let's, let's not forget who I introduced you uh, exactly. to that might be giving you. Anyway, exactly. hey, Tommy, did you guys cover this about the, the teaser trailer for the uh, the one-shot incoming from Marvel? Yeah, they're talking about coming out in December, but they really didn't say a whole lot about it. That yeah, it was, is that the new cosmic it, series? It said it's going to be a one-shot, and it's going to change, have, have all these changes, but it doesn't go into, didn't go into any detail about what was going to be changed. Is this is this tying in with the whole Nova Corps and the, the new Annihilation uh I don't know because you know from what what I read, I really couldn't get a a handle on what it was supposed to be doing. Just it was going to be all kinds of changes, huh? All right. So, because I, I was reading this, it looks like it's also just um, a, a figure that that they showed with of like a someone holding a sword. That looks very reminiscent of He Man. And I said, God, please don't let just be Masters of the Universe at Marvel because that'll just kill it. Well, right uh, now, Disney, I'm not Disney. Uh, DC has the rights to it unless, that's, rights unless that's, that's expired. I think it's expired because isn't there a new He-Man series being done by like IDW or somebody? Oh, really? Uh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty certain that's uh, it's that DC doesn't have the license anymore. He-Man. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So in other oh. news, and I, I still don't get this one. I, I don't really care if you're in prison or not. Florida state prisons have banned several comics and graphic novels from being read in prison, including Absolute Watchmen, Adventures of Superman. Explain this one to me, please. Blade, The Walking Dead, and Stan Lee's How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. Why are you banning those from prison? Well, Walking Blade, Dead. Blade and Walking Dead, okay, fine. I can see but that. Adventures that could... of Superman and How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way? Adventures of Superman, I'm not sure about. Um, how to Draw Comics, yeah. I don't understand that one. I don't, that I don't understand one. that because you holler about, see, 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 this is, this is where the hypocrisy comes in in regard to, you know, incarceration in the prison system. You sit up there and say, we want to make these people productive members of society. There's an example right there of of a tool that could be used to help them do that. Well, I kind of understand why they're banning Watchmen because Wa- oh, Watchmen, <laughs> because yeah, of the prison break. I mean, yeah, wa- yeah, Watchmen. Yeah. I can see, but I mean, come on, you can't get no more optimistic than Superman, dude. Right. Well, especially and why, teaching a skill like ex- how, how to draw the Marvel. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. That's exactly. my point. I mean, have you looked at that book? Yeah. I mean, that's nothing but an educational reference. That's all it is. So I don't figure it out. It's um, Superman. Did you notice also, too, I don't know if you guys noticed this, in the Marvel solicitations for November, we're getting back to the 2099 line? I had heard about that, that so they were coming I back. had heard Scuttlebutt about it, and so, I think we alluded to it when we talked about it. So it's um, actually but, but, in the November solicitations. Okay. Now, here's what's funny. Here's the titles. Now, some of the titles are going to be tiny. Like the, the current Spider-Man sort of storyline is going to tie right into it. But So get this. Punisher 2099. Okay, I'll give you that. Fantastic Four. Okay. Spider-Man. Okay. Ghost Rider. Doom. Venom. All right. Good. I'm, I'm cool with all of those. Someone explain to me Conan 2099. <laughs> I don't know. How, how does that work? Sounds like Marvel's reaching again. Again, just just a little bit. I mean, yeah, it was, I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, really? I mean, it was okay even way back in the day when they did the whole why this storyline where he came to the twentieth century. But I looked at those titles. I'm I'm, I'm like, how are you going to squeeze Conan into the twenty ninety nine universe? All right. Oh, so here's a great piece of news, and this is actually going to be, I think, just in time for the launch of N of NYCC. The Daydream Theater Company and Theater Lab NYC have announced the play Ditko, stage play about the life and times of Steve Ditko, mm-hmm. written and directed by Lenny Schwartz. So uh-huh. that ought to be pretty good. And I th- wow. if I do remember reading that correctly, it will be launching to coincide with the start of NYCC. Hmm. Okay. That sounds interesting. Yep. Uh, I, and I thought NYCC had already happened for this year. Maybe my timing's off. It see. could be later in the year. I don't know. Tommy will Google that. Yeah, He's going yeah. to GTS. GTS. You know what GTS? That's right, exactly. That's, uh, GTS, go to sleep. DC Comics <laughs> is going to be bringing us a black Batman in summer of 2020, 2020 bleh, and carrying it over into 2021, and it's not Duke Thomas. The guy, the signal. The, the, the signal? It's yeah. not the signal? Nope. It said it's not going to be Bruce Wayne, obviously, but it's and it's not going to be Duke Thomas, which is kind of interesting. That means they're going to set up somebody else. It's going to be Michael Holt. Damn, I didn't figure that out already. No. Either and, that uh, or Luke Fox. <laughs> New York Comic Con will be in October, October 3rd uh, through yep, the 6th. That makes sense, then. Uh, no, it won't be Lucius Fox. I think he's too, uh, well, I shouldn't say His that. His son, Luke. Luke, was, Luke Fox. Yeah. I was going to say that Lucius is too old, but, I mean, they put... Gordon in that stupid bat suit between New 52 and the Man. And I know, right? What crap was that? All right, so new releases. You know what came out today? A lot. A lot came out today. Well, I gotta go. and again, guys, we don't cover all the releases that came out, just the stuff that's kind of noteworthy that you want to go out and get. This one I'm really looking forward to, Boom Studios, Something is Killing the Children, number one, came out today. That's the one that is supposed to originally been, I think, a five-issue miniseries, and they just went ahead and greenlit it to make it an ongoing. Oh, okay. Um, Batman Damned Hardcover came out today. Um, Legion of Superheroes Millennium, number one, came out today. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they premiered just last week or maybe this week in Action 1014, what have you. Um, the other one that came out today, too, and I did show this really quickly, Batman 181 facsimile cover or edition. The reason I'm showing this is because our one faithful listener, Ted C. out of um, California wanted a copy of this. So, Ted, I'm showing you. I have it right here. It came out today. Did not forget you, buddy. Please just email me again at lostinlawbox at gmail.com to make sure I have your address, and we will get that out to you this week. But I'm pumped. And, yes, listeners, we do have contests and giveaway, and if you want to win cool stuff like that, stay tuned because we are going to be doing something today. Yeah. All right. So, 
Before we get down to it, what else came out? Marvel. Did anything come out from Marvel? Uh, Alpha Flight, True North. Oh, yes, it did. That's right. Oh, yes, because I had seen the um, um, promo for that, but I didn't know when it was coming out. Oh, that will be purchased tomorrow. A. A. Right. A. A. So tomorrow, eh? we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into some show and tell. And then I'm going to talk about Dragon Con and show you some of the nice loot. Oh, stuff I got I a have, news but... item for you. And, oh, you got a news item? Drop it on me, brother. Rob Liefeld. Oh, oh crap. <laughs> I already know where you're going. He learned right. how to draw feet. So, no. Passing a new no. rule. Tommy cannot talk about wrestling. You cannot talk about Rob Liefeld. I already well, got a wrestling reference in, buddy, and you didn't even catch it. Well, yeah, he did. Says DC Comics should be vaporized, Superman born. I'm not even going to get into this. Liefeld, I hope you're listening. I what the hell not. is wrong with you? Right? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you, dude? I mean, this is the second time in about six months you to come out here slamming DC. Oh, no, it's less than six months. Oh, yeah. It's less <laughs> yeah, than six months? Less okay. Less. Okay. Okay. Well, well, my time is off, but I digress. Dude. What the hell is your problem? <laughs> what has DC Comics done to you? Fired him. Well, 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 that'd be a good reason. <laughs> right. Well, they, but, they hired him to begin with. Which and, they and I mean, done, I so. mean, nobody complained about your work on Hawk and Dove. Matter of fact, the book looked good. And for some reason lately, you walking around crying sour grapes, man. And there's no evidence of well, unbeknownst to me, and I don't know about anyone else here in the room. That you you don't have an axe to grind with them. So why are you sitting up there attacking them when you have no merit? Dude, take a chill pill and draw some feet, dude. Yeah. Draw some feet. I, I knew this was going to be good as soon as you said Rob Liefeld. As man, soon as you said it, man, I knew this was going to be good. Man, catch pneumonia and chill, brother. Damn. So, that, that's not even a news article I thought you was going to drop. I thought you were talking about the one where he said he can't wait to wear his, uh, wants to see the Zack Snyder Cut t-shirt at NYCC, you heard about this, right? No, uh, he's, he's supposedly <laughs> supporting uh, the release of the of the Zack Snyder um, cut for Justice League. Did we ever get confirmation on whether or not that actually exists? I think Jason Momoa actually gave a confirmation a couple of weeks ago. Says he said he's seen it. Yeah, Jason Momoa. It. Jason Momoa has said he's seen it. Um, Warner Brothers has said it doesn't exist. So who who, who knows? Who really knows. We probably what evil if lurks if in if the heart of the Snyderverse. If we're gonna see it, it'll probably won't be for like another ten years. Right. The shadow knows. Let me stop. Well, Jason Momoa apparently knows. Yeah. All right. So before we start getting into the um, presentation here and, and just basically talking about what went on at Dragon Con and about Dragon Con, um, Madman, pay some bills. Lost in the Long Box is sponsored by Flashback Comics. Flashback Comics is located out of Woodbridge, Virginia, and they have tons of new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, toys, and statues. They are located in Woodbridge at 3112 PS Business Drive, just off of Smoketown Road. They're open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m., and on Sundays they're open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Be sure to tell Troy that Lost in the Long Box sent you. Awesome sauce. So first off, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, do some show. Well, let's see. How should we do this? Should I show up? Then? Oh, is that your item for the week? Okay. So... One of the things we do here, guys, which you, I'm sure you all have been paying attention to, is that we do show off um, some pieces from our collection. So let's go ahead and get that out the way first, because I have a lot of stuff to show you that I picked up at uh, Dragon Con this weekend. So first up in the books in my collection, Enos brought in Mr. Miracle number 19. Now, the original Mr. Miracle series by Jack Kirby went issues 1 through 18, and then it went on hiatus. Technically, it was cut. But when they brought it back, they actually picked up with the original numbering on the new series and started again at number 19. That's a good-looking book there, Enos. Yeah. Yeah. Very pretty book. And if you're at home uh, listening, you should probably go over to the YouTube channel, search for Lost in the Long Box on YouTube so you can see these comics. Yeah. Yeah. All the stuff we're showing. I keep forgetting to mention that. Guys, while we appreciate you listening to the podcast, we are broadcasting live on YouTube the same time every Wednesday at 630, and we do show off stuff like this. Um, especially like that Batman 181 that I get to send to our friend um, Ted. Tommy reminds me I need that Batman 21 to package with. And not only that. is that Mr. Miracle the first issue, but it also features the artwork of the late, great Marshall Rogers. Oh, yeah, that is Marshall Rogers. And who, who who was known for his um, Batman run with uh, Steve Englehart. 
Yes. Another book we have, this is actually a beautiful book, Tommy. I got to give it up to you for this one. Um, I'm going to close my laptop a little here so we can get some more um, space. 9.6 graded copy of Avengers Annual 10. Who knows the importance of this book? Not in the, not in the room. <laughs> they can't first, answer us. It's the first appearance of Rogue. Shout Rogue. it out. We'll hear you. That's right. Shout out to Just, just shout out out there. We'll hear you in the back. 9.6 is a great book. Yeah. It's an amazing book. This is not the one I was thinking of. Though. I was about to say, isn't this also one where Carol gave birth to her own uh, rapist? But no, that's Avengers 200. Yeah, that wasn't that book. It's mentally yeah. scarred me forever. Yeah, sounds like it would. Yeah, it's, Have you not read that's that a, book? That's a dark no. time oh, in, yeah. in, in comic book history, especially Avengers history. If it, you ever want to read a comic that has you in the shower scrubbing, go go read Avengers <laughs> 200. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Tommy. That's a beautiful book. All right. And... Of course, we got Madman over here who just always wants to show off every week. Um, so I'm going to show off both of what you brought here, Madman. Let's all just right. let's just show off. Let's just show it all off. All right. Um, <laughs> Justice League of America, number sixty-five. More Silver Age goodness here. Very nice book. You got some really great. You know, we need to just start zooming in on your books because all your Justice Leagues are really great conditions. Pretty good condition, yeah. Um, that stupid light. I can't stand that glare on the plastic. Yeah, there's not much we can do about that. But then, not to be outdone, Madman also brought in Justice League of America, number 70. More Silver Age goodness. Creeper. The, the creeper. creeper. The creeper. You know what's great about this? I know there's a lot of our listeners who are watching the channels who sit there with bated breath waiting for Madman's books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't see what Tommy brought him. What did Madman bring? I don't want to see what he has brought. What did Madman bring? So Madman brought those. Fantastic. So these And are art by the incomparable Neil Adams. Probably my favorite artist. Neil Adams, he's doing a new Batman series too, and I can't remember the name of it. Batman, Batman versus, versus Rachel Ghoul. In stereo. Jinx. I've hired good. Look at that. <laughs> Which, by the way, number one of that came out today. I saw it on the shelf. Story, art, and cover by uh, Neil, Neil Adams. Adams. I got to get I That's kind of all you need to know there. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yes. So let's get, before I, we get down to what Randy brought, we're going to talk about where I was this last weekend. I was down in Atlanta, Georgia for the annual big geekapalooza, nerdy girls, we like to call it, called Dragon Con. Um, Dragon Con actually runs Thursday through Monday. Yes, wow. it is that long a con. It starts on Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and ends Monday like at 5 p.m. Um, those of us who've been going for quite a while show up on Wednesday. Because that way we can get checked in, get everything taken care of. So you're not traveling on Thursday, running to your hotel, dropping your bags off, running to the Sheraton Hotel to get your badge. So for you guys who don't know, it's, this is its 33rd year. It was started, I guess, in like 1987. And it was actually several smaller cons, I think three, that were brought together and made into one big convention. Um, the thing that's really great and unique about it is it's run by fans for fans. Ah. So it's not like SDCC or, or Emerald City Comic Con where it's basically a big organization. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, it is a huge organization that runs all the business. But first and foremost, all those guys are fans of the genre. So one of the things that's really great about Dragon Con is if there's any type of nerdy or geeky thing that you're into, you will find that one other person besides you has heard it or has seen oh. it or has read it or has watched it. Um, that's what's really amazing. The other thing is, while all other conventions are basically held in a convention center, they roll up the sidewalk at, you know, say, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock when the panels are done. Dragon Con is held in host hotels. It's in five host hotels. So you have, in one block, you have Hyatt, Marriott, and Hilton. And then down the block, you have Weston and you have Sheraton. So all of the programming, such as the panels and the contest, take place in those hotels. And in, down the street, in the America's Mart is where you have the dealer's room and where you have like the 24-hour gaming. And by gaming, I mean you can play like Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. You can play card games. You can play board games. They even play Werewolf, the little sit-down card game. It was Mad Men knows we played Werewolf here. Um, yeah, with Pirate Gamers. Yeah. Right. So it's 24-7, well, it's 24-5 party because once everybody gets in, it is pretty much going all night. It is not uncommon to wake up, say, at 3 or 4 in the morning and still hear people down in your hotel atrium partying. Because it's, it's not Man, that party. sounds like fun. And I'm telling you, it is one of the – probably the only convention I know of where even a lot of professionals like going to that con and have been known to go there not as a guest but just to attend. Wow. There's uns, unsubstantiated rumor that Johnny Depp once – went as um, Captain Jack Sparrow and nobody knew it was him. Dang. So I can tell you one year, and this was really fantastic. 
one year for one of the guests, they had Malcolm McDowell of Clockwork Orange Clock, fame. Clockwork Orange. And there used to be like tables and chairs down on one of the floors of the Marriott, one of the main host hotels, and everybody's walking around in a party and they're in cosplay and sitting there on a chair or in a chair by his table with another couch with a couple fans was Malcolm McDowell just sitting there having a glass of wine and chit-chatting while all these people were just milling around about him and no one noticed that he was sitting there. And it's like, what's wrong with you guys? You've got, you know, a A-list Hollywood exactly. actor right here and you're just following right by him. And very underrated, might I add. Yes. Do you know he's never won an Oscar? Doesn't, I, doesn't surprise me. I no. looked it up. He's not. He's never won an Oscar. <clears throat> but not everyone does. Exactly. And, and if you're a Superman fan, he is the voice of Metallo from yes, Superman, the animated series back in 96. Well, he also does a lot of uh, voice work, I think, in the Justice League cartoons as well. Yep. Um, because I think he reprises Metallo for that, too. Yep. So, but anyway, that's what Dragon Con is. And I, before I start getting to the goodies that I bought, I do want to give some shout outs to my friends um, with the Superhero Costuming Forums and SEF um, for short, people that I've known for years there. Um, first off, to the best roommates a guy could have, Adam, Mary-Kate, and Claire, you guys were freaking awesome. It was great rooming with you. Um, look forward to having you guy back again for many years to come. All my friends out there that I got to hang out and party with, I didn't do a lot of cosplay this year. Um, so it means I got to hang out a lot more with some of my friends, right. um, which was much needed. So I'm just going to read down the list. They know who they are when they hear their names. I just want to make sure that they know that, love them to death. My friend Ruby, my friends Alan and Mary. My friend DJ Spider and her husband David, Brian and George, always great to see you. Uh, Margie and Ned, who unfortunately I didn't see this year. They didn't come. They have a new baby. Uh, love you guys. Margie made that fantastic Dr. Light you saw me wearing. Um, fantastic. Uh, Lamon, Jeff, and the ever-talented Mark Mir. Those of you out there should know that voice if you play video games or know that name. He is the voice of Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. He's also done voice work for Baldur's Gate and Dragon's Age as well as a long-running live-action soap opera improv called Die Nasty in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Um, and he invited me and a whole bunch of our friends to see his Dungeons & Dragons improv show at the Dad's Garage Theater in Atlanta. It was fantastic. Uh, Mark, if you're listening, I really hope they're going to bring that back to Dragon Con because he actually had it at Dragon Con as well. Okay, cool. So, yep, just wanted to make sure all my friends out there that I got to see and hang out this year um, – know that uh it was great seeing them give them a shout out here because i was also passing out our cards for the show like all con weekend like that here you go here's a card here, here you go here's a card so let's talk about some of the swag randy bought are you ready for this yeah, let's do it all right so one of the greats at dragon con every year is george perez so after all these years i've been going and having talked to him and seen him at cosplays i never actually went and got anything signed so i remedied that today or this year and I pulled myself my Teen Titans number one oh, snap. and nice. had Dad George Perez sign it. Uncle George. Oh, nice. That's actually a nice copy. Take yeah, a look at that. And I apologize, guys, because I have so much stuff here that I'm literally going to be reaching over here, reaching over there, and, and disappearing out of camera while I get stuff. But there's, there's reasons for it. I have reasons for everything. Because he's Randy loses. Because when you go and get stuff signed by George, George will also give you signed prints. Print. Yeah, so I I, oh, snap. So I have nice. a signed print here of Wonder Woman that he did for me as well. Um, beautiful piece there. So that's that. And then here's where I get to one-up Mad Men. And I don't think I didn't think about this for the last two days. <laughs> so here's the books I added. First off... Uh, Tommy went and got these out of order. Thomas, bear with me. Let me get him. <laughs> right. Justice League number 17. The uh, Tornado Tyrant. I got that one. It's just worse condition, way worse condition. This is what happens when you get to know Crazy Ed's comics out of Miami. A lot of my Silver Age stuff that I show came from that man. Nice. And I'm very sad because he told me next year it's his last Dragon Con. Look at that spaceship. It's so ridiculous. I love that shit. It's, oh. Yeah, that's a great one. So Justice League 17. Uh, and there is some other stuff that I bought that I didn't bring it because I ran out of my lights and, and uh, boards to to package them or rebag re them. Justice League number 20. <laughs> nice. Then Golly, I, that's in really good condition. Yeah, it is. There it is. I'll pass these all around so you guys can take a look at them. Uh, Justice League number 23. I think I got that one too, but... uh. I brought that in. I think you did. Yeah. Yes, yes. 
That one's obviously in better condition. These are all in better condition. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. No, was, right. Wasn't trying to brag. Yes, you were. Uh, Justice League number 25. Oh, I like that cover. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. It looks it's like a, Kurt Swan. It's a oh, you mean man. Kurt Swan? Yeah, Kurt Swan. Oh, I got a Kurt Swan for you, brother. It's coming. Oh, yeah? Yes. And then I have Justice League number 32. I love this cover. That's I love the hat on that guy. Yeah, right. So ridiculous. <laughs> I love that. That's why I love Silver Age covers right. because it's so ridiculous. So that's what I have for those. Those I, I got that one too, but it's in way worse so condition. You guys may take a look at those, and then here you go, Enos. What everybody watch now as Enos pees himself. Six point oh, Kurt Swan cover. I love this cover. Superman one forty four. Oh wow. And I love that it's uh, Superman, Supergirl, and Crypto all on the cover there mm-hmm. with the exploding Earth. Wow. That's actually a really nice book. It's still 10 cents, apparently. Uh, yes, right? <laughs> I can tell you it wasn't 10 cents in a box when I picked it up. <laughs> if you paid more than 10 cents, you overpaid. It says so on the, on the cover. Uh, exactly. Really? <laughs> 10 cents. Still 10 cents. It's bragging about it, so you shouldn't have paid more than 10 cents. <laughs> All right, and some of the other stuff I bought, we're getting there. Trust me, guys, there's a lot of good stuff here, and there is a payoff at the end of this. Yeah. Right now, those are like, yeah, there's a payoff, all right. Yeah. So, I also found a gentleman, Al Abazia, Abazia, A-B-B-A-Z-Z-I-A. I have a picture of it. I'll have to find it. You can find him on Facebook. I got some really great pieces of art from him. Uh, I have a basically his version of a Firefly movie poster. Cool. Those of you who watch Firefly would probably really like hey. that one. Mm-hmm. It is. Let's see. I don't know how they chose that billing though. Why? Well, it's the it's the three main characters. Philly, Adam Baldwin, Balkan- main, main character. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Jane, <laughs> the man <laughs> they call Jane. <laughs> and then he did. I really, I kind of really dug this one. Um, Jurassic Park, uh, almost like a '40s movie poster. Yeah, that's cool. I really do like that one. Back when, what's her name was good looking. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Oh, that's messed up. Laura Dern. Uh, she wasn't she in the new Star Wars. Or... Well, okay, yeah, she was. Did she look looking haggard? Also, and he does this as well. Uh, apparently, he's also the artist for like Betty Page Wine. Um, so he also does prints of the wine labels he does for them. I love that one. And I, I am a major fan of Betty Page, so that was like a no-brainer for me. And I was like, yes, please give me that one there as well. Nice. And then these next two, I just really love these. So he does like these spoof covers of Saturday Evening Post. A Superman one. With all the versions of Superman, so you can see there's George Reeves, Christopher Reeve, there's even a Brandon Ralph uh, version, there's Tom Welling in the background, Dean Cain. Um, is that Allen. he's even got uh, Kirk Allen, he's even got Tyler Hoechlin there from Supergirl. Yep. So, wow. fantastic piece, really like that one. And dun, da, da, this is fantastic as well. Yep, because I love the women empowerment here. Young girl looking in the mirror and seeing herself as Wonder Woman. And you'll notice it is the Linda Carter Wonder Woman. Yeah. He has two versions of this. He had one with Linda, and he had one with Gal Gadot. I'll take Linda. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. Yeah, with all due respect to Gal. Sorry, Linda. Gal. We love you, baby. But I, I love Gal. Linda. I'm, I'm going to tell you, if the only version he had of this was Gal, I still would have bought it. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy. But yeah, seeing that it was both. Hey, um, look. At least it wasn't Kathleen Lee Crosby. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, now, hang on. You say at least it wasn't Kathleen Crosby, but what you don't know <laughs> is I had some friends that I just mentioned, my friend DJ Spider, DJ Spider, and my friends Elise and Sean did a 70s heroes group on Saturday night, and my friend Spider did the Kathleen Crosby, Crosby Wonder Woman. So the only fully clothed version of Wonder Woman. Right. Other than the white costume when she had no had no powers. Right. So, and I believe that gentleman's name was Al Abazia. I will have to go looking that up. You guys freeform it for a minute while I dig that up. All right. Because I apologize. I thought I had the picture still saved for him, and it is gone. Gone, gone, gone. Gone, 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 gone. 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 Yeah, so um, 
this is something I think I need to get to one of these times, you know, on my, on the bucket list, go to Dragon Con one time. Yeah, I've never been to a convention. Oh, we'll have to get you to at least awesome. Man, with you got at least year. get you to one, dude. So I keep hearing. Ga- Galaxy Con was, it was like I've been to VA Comic Con and I've uh, quite a few of those. But man, Galaxy Con blew my mind. Just be prepared because if you're not careful, you can spend some money. Yeah, you can. You can see some stuff and you can spend some money. And you know what? I have the wrong computer. All the Randy. all the pictures from Dragon Con that I offloaded went onto the other laptop. So guys, when I get home tonight, I promise I will get the Facebook for Al Abazia here and his art. And I will link it on our Facebook page for you guys who want to go out there and buy any of his stuff. It's, he had all kinds of pictures. I mean, those were $10 a piece, and I had to stop myself at 15 <laughs> So Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. So what time is it? How, what do we got here? How are we it's doing for time? 707. All right. Cool. So who wants to give away some stuff? I do. Hey, all right. Cool. Let's do that. So is it my stuff you're giving away? Absolutely. So first on the block, <laughs> Mr. Miracle number 19. <laughs> Batman is safe at home. Right. So the first thing I have for us here is a graphic novel called The, the Semernauts. S-A-M-U-R-N-A-U-T-S. Oh, a combination of a samurai and an astronaut. Right. And it is the, it is the incomplete graphic novel, the full works. And it actually says, Samurai astronauts led by an immortal kung fu monkey saving the oh. universe from zombie cyborg space pirates. I am not making that up. That is the actual description on it. Okay. But here's what we got, guys. Um, it is signed by all three of the creators. We're, the camera's uh, working against me. Yeah, it's the lighting. <clears throat> but yes, trust me, it is Signed by all three of the creators, Fishman, um, Nepper, and Wright. And Nepper is G-N-E-P-P-E-R. These are some guys that I was walking through on the dealer floor and, and saw them and said, hey, can I talk tell you about my comic? And I'm like, why, sure. And so I got it, you guys a signed copy of it, gave them a business card, and dun ta da I'm also going to throw in a... Rick and Morty Bats and Jokey poster. Yeah, Jokesy poster that they gave me as well. <laughs> so Bats and Jokesy. <laughs> this will go to whoever writes in to Lost in a Long Box at GMO.com and tell us what you like about the show. Tell us um, what you want to hear on the show, what you would like us to cover more of, what you don't want us to cover. First person who writes in and does that will get these two items here. Ta-da-ta-da! Because I am just a generous Randy. I am. So, next item up. By the way, and this is a good segue now that I think about it. So, remember, um, you've heard Tommy and I talk about the miniseries Girl in the Bay by J.M. Dematius. Dematius. I got to talk to him at the con. Oh, really? Um, And unfortunately, I didn't have the Girl in the Bay copies with me to have him sign it. Um, Bad bad planning on my part. I didn't go to the comic shop and get um, the trade paperback because I was already in Atlanta and I didn't know what a comic shop was down there. And even though I had extra copies of the series, Uh I didn't bring them. So because we're missing issue one, we have two, three, four, but not issue one. Right. Um, Tommy graciously offered to give me his. I'm like, no, don't do that. I don't want to take it away from you. But the reason I'm bringing this up, guys, I went to his table, told him how much we love that series. And he did say there is more to the story. He has ideas to continue it. So he said, please, please write into Dark Horse Comics and Burger Books and say, I want more of Girl in the Bay. He says, because there is at least two other stories that he could tell for it. But the reason I bring his name up is I did get a signed poster of Spider-Man Batman by him. Um, you can Art see, by the great Mark Bagley. You can see his signature right up there in a corner. So anyone who likes this, same thing. Write in to lostinonlongbox at gmo.com. Give us some feedback. Tell us what idea. you like. To, you got an idea? Yeah, on how they can win that. Okay. In, interesting bit of trivia. Give them some trivia. All right. They can work for it. Okay. So here you go. And I, you know, that's a good idea. You want this? Tell me what J.M. Dematis' first published work is. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. There you All go. Right. Now we're going to get to the good stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, you're going to love this. So. You know who Colleen Doran is? Yes, I do. Fantastic artist, worked for both DC and Marvel. I have volume one 
I've heard series of distant soil. It is created, written, and drawn by Colleen. It is signed by Colleen. And if you want an idea what Colleen looks like, take a look at the redhead girl. Co- Colleen is a very beautiful woman, very yes, nice as well. And also, it came with, because I bought myself a copy, two signed cards, art cards by her as well. So, right into Lost in a Long Box. Why can't I not get hands no work? Um, you want these uh, signed distance soil in the cards? Right into Lost in a Long Box? What should be the trivia question? What DC character put Colleen Doran on the map? In, in other words, which was the, the character that she first did that, yeah, the, the, that the, got her her fame? Yep. All right. You make sure you have that ready for me because right in, lostinlawmuxgmail.com, what DC comic character broke her career open? And now, oh, here comes the beauty. You bid, I need you to think of a, a good trivia question for this okay. one. In fact, I might just auction this one off. You know what? We're not going to give this one away. We're going to auction this one off. All okay. right. So remember what I showed you earlier? Where's, where's my books? By the way, I, I know what I brought into the studio, and it's all going out with me when I leave. Why are you pointing at me? So here we go. I went, and I got my Teen Titans number one signed by George Perez. Right. I got two signed by George Perez. Ah! I'm ah! Not now, guys. I'm going to tell you, this is not a high-end copy. It does have um, some discoloration here, so it is a low-grade copy, but it is signed by George Perez. And I'm going to throw in a signed George Perez print of JLA versus Avengers. Damn, I would have had that myself. I will take silent bids by messenger on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lostinlongbox.com by messenger. Bidding is going to start at 10. So... Signed George ten, Perez. Ten Titans. reals? What? Ten reals. Ten dollars. <laughs> okay. Ten reals. Oh, smart ass over <laughs> So, yes. Teen Titans number one, signed by George Perez. I'm, and I'm telling you guys, I'm not giving you a high-end copy here, but it's signed by George and the Justice League Avengers print. Silent bid, messenger on Facebook, starting at ten dollars. And keep in mind, folks, the... Uh, Justice League Avengers print is the unused cover for the first the series that didn't happen, that never happened. So and it's and, beautiful, and it's uh, constantly being circulated. That that photo's been around. It's even more awesome in color, but still, that is an awesome print right. to have. And I can tell you right now, when I before the show started, and I showed this to Tommy and said we're going to give it away, he straight up went, well, "Give it to me." <laughs> he said the same thing about the Titans one. Give it to me. So. There you go, guys. Yeah, I don't have a Titans one in my collection, and I would like to have that. So, I well, everyone had one of those. Yeah, well, I, not I, this guy. I recently rebought that book too because yeah, I've got I've got one, two, and three. Two is a hard book to get now because that's the first appearance of Deathstroke. Deathstroke. But so yeah, there are the freebie items. Um, told you what to do for them. Write in, tell us what you like about the show on the um, Samurai Knots and on the um, JM Demarius. Uh, print tell us what character broke open colleen doran's uh career and taking bids on the teen titans signed by george Perez and the print for the jm demattis did i say his first published work i said his yeah, first, first published, published work, work. Yeah. yeah tell us what his first published work is that i'm gonna have to google that one myself because he's done a lot mm-hmm. oh yeah all right what else you guys got i know we free formed it because randy was going to be showing off some stuff it is really hot in here uh so who all else do you get to meet? You got to meet George Perez. Was your boy there? I'm going to need you. No, he was not there. Would you hit him for me? You're fired. <laughs> I was just wondering if your boy was there. For I those mean, you don't know, he means Tom King. <laughs> Randy has a massive, and I quote, massive man crush on Tom King. It is not massive. Oh, my God. It, it's, it's slightly crazy. enlarged. Slightly enlarged. <laughs> well, no, massive. So, so yeah, I, I noticed that you said that you were you were thinking about retiring, Mister Miracle, because I was so I was kind of thinking that you know Tom must not have been planning on being I'm, there. I'm so gonna because you do tend to like that. to wear that outfit for him when he's gonna be around, and so, but I was just wondering. I wear that outfit because my good buddy because Brian, Tom King because loves my it. good buddy Brian, who goes to Dragon Con every year, made that. And I want to show it off as much as I can because and he, because Tom King loves it and. And because Brian said that's holding up really well, and he likes seeing it. 
And because Tom and King loves it. I'm going to smack you so hard. <laughs> no, no, don't lie, Randy. Don't and lie. all of my other DragonCon friends, that whole list of people I mentioned today, they all like seeing it. Enos, too. when we were at AwesomeCon, we split up at one point. He was in his Mr. Miracle costume, and he said he was, go- he was going to talk to Tom. And it was crazy. I-, I almost thought in the distance you could hear, you know, the Reverend Al Green, I'm so in love with you. <laughs> as, he- as he walked away. Spending my days. <laughs> yep. I, I, I I almost could hear it. It's yeah, oh you knew that was where he was God. going to see to see his boy. So, oh my God, I hate you. <laughs> All right, so Randy, you were gone for an entire week. I had to get some shot in at you. So yeah, so not only did I finally get something signed by George Perez, and, and let me make the record clear, I didn't just meet George Perez. I've been going to Dragon Con for fifteen years, and I think he's been there for every year I've been there. Um, so I have done photo shoots as Mr. Miracle, Tommy, uh-huh. um, for um, actually we were re- um, celebrating Crisis on Infinite Earths and we got all the people together for that photo shoot and George was in it and there's a whole video. I think Beatdown Boogie has it uh, on YouTube. Uh-huh. I'll link it on our Facebook page. So I have talked to George before. I have cosplayed and, and hung out with him, but that was the first time that I actually managed to get my butt to his table and get something signed. You know, in all seriousness, Randy, if you are, if you want to do another Crisis on Infinite Earths one, I think you'd probably make a good Earth 2 Superman. You've got a little bit of the gray at the temples and everything that he has. I, I, think, just, I think that would be a good I one. I just got to bulk up a little more. That's all. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. But, you know, I think I think that would be could be a good look for you if you if you did that one. I also want to, since you said it, I also want to give props to my buddy MK again, because I said I had to go to the gym Wednesday and I really didn't have any motivation. And then she said, oh, I got to go, too. It's okay. Well, I'm going to use you as my excuse to make me go. So there you go. <laughs> that works what, out really well. Whatever gets you there, right? Right. Exactly. Um, what do we? What are we pointing at here? Your the Mattis's first published. Oh, okay. I oh, don't say it out loud. Well, no, we're not. It's kind of like <laughs> how many fingers am I holding up? Uh, let the defense. Let the record show that the defense is holding up two fingers. <laughs> Your Honor, please. <laughs> <laughs> Why does nobody else get that reference? What what was that from? I know, I know, I know it. It's a, I just say it was my cousin Vinny, the two Utes, the two Utes. Uh, excuse the late me, the great two what? Fred Gwynn. Uh, did, did you say Utes? Utes. <laughs> What's a Ute? All right. So who else did I met? Oh, so I got to meet Lou Ferrigno, and you know I didn't bring that. Um, I got two autographed pictures of Lou Ferrigno. I did my Trouting Banner. I saw that. So um, how how is he in person to meet? Because I I've heard some stories that he's not the nicest guy in the world. Um, I will. Okay, so let's do this. Slide back. Uh-huh. I will neither confirm or deny that he is not nice in person. Okay. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, for I those of you... Him, I didn't stay around him long enough. I went and I, and I was like, nice to meet you, sir. I shook his hand. He was, you know... I, I met him in, at Pittsburgh Comic Con ages ago. It must have been 15, 16 years ago. And I wanted an autograph on on the uh on the program because they had a little area in there where you could get autographs from each of the people and everything like that and he didn't want to sign that he wanted to sell you something to sign i was like yeah i'll pass i i will tell you that when i went and showed him uh my banner i pretty much got a a polite smile and a a little chuckle and the repeated they're two for 60 on the pictures yeah, so uh, they, that's probably how he makes his money these the, days. The phrase of uh, "never meet your heroes" was yeah. repeated to me when I told him of my experience. So, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, and I'll say in his defense, so again, that's probably how he makes most of his money these yeah. days. I don't think well, he's really doing. Well, and and that's what I'm going to say when you're, and so. I don't want to say the only time he actually got happy and lit up was when I told him that I recently had a free preview weekend on Directv for like one of the pay channels, and they showed Pumping Iron. And then I and I sat there and watched that. We well, probably get some residuals off that, so he's probably pretty right. Happy and he was that. like, "Oh wow!" So he goes, "Wow, that's an old movie." And I'm like, "Yeah." So he he was actually kind of thrilled that someone had actually watched it again. Is he still a humongous? Oh, he's still huge. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. Large. Human he's being. still working out. He he could still crush you rather easily. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he probably could. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to make him angry I because so, literally because he was a rather large human being when I saw him. Right. So yeah, he he is rather big. Um. So. But at the same time, I just don't want to say it on the air because I want to get back to him. But it was a less than rewarding experience. There you go. That's a great way to put it. Very yeah, politic. Yeah. You don't want to get back to him because he's a very large human being, right? Right. But he will find you. Right. He like he's going to drive all the way to Virginia to look for me. You never know. Oh, so you want to make fun of me because I'm not a very gracious person. 
No, he's a. It'll be kind of like Jay and Silent Bob when they were going around everybody's house and keeping the crap out of everybody because they talk trash about it. Right, it's like on, you have all this internet. money now. What are you going to do with it? You think Lou Ferrigno's that kind of guy? Well, let's see. So who else was there? Um, uh, of course, Aaron Gray and um, Gil Gerard was there. Aaron Gray goes every year. Wow. Well, she actually manages one of those um, firms that hires the the celebrities out to cons. Okay. So. Uh, William Shatner was there. Nice. I didn't try to go near William Shatner because that was a stupid, crazy line. Sure. The, the one that I really wish I had gotten to go to and I got busy, uh, I can tell you my friend Claire, God love her, was all giddy when she told me about it, was Zachary Levi. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Said he's a really nice guy and she's bouncing up and down in the room. And I, and I was like, you're just a hot mess right now, aren't you? I can't <laughs> wait. For, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I cannot wait for the sequel to Shazam. Yes. Oh, I know. I know. I can't wait. That's gonna be great. You know what Star Trek captain I'd like to get the autograph of, and some people might make fun of me for this. If it's you know, other than of course Picard and Kurt, because you know, obviously Scott Bakula, Janeway, no. Avery Brooks, Benjamin oh, yeah. Sisko. Benjamin Sisko. Oh yep. no, I Benjamin wouldn't make fun of you for that. Oh, hell no, man. I, I, used you know, to be Hawk on expensive for I mean, hire, I mean, dude. Ne- next, next to to you know Kirk and Picard, he was my favorite captain. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed Deep Space Nine, and I thought he was my favorite. He was my favorite captain. My favorite bit out of Deep Space Nine is when Q shows up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, uh, Cisco loses his nerve and punches him, and he's like, "You hit me, Jean Luc never hit me." Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he goes, "I'm not Jean Luc Picard." <laughs> that's. That's why Picard is so horrible. I don't understand why anybody likes him because he, he's such a milk toast pushover. You let Q get away with that for far too long. And, and oh uh, man, I hate Picard. And uh, you hate Picard. And, uh, and, and Kirk will overact you. You know what? <laughs> Anytime people ask about Kirk or Picard as to which one your favorite one, this is what I deem to be the correct answer. Next generation over the original series, but Kirk was better than Picard. Well, no. It, the, it it really depends on what's the situation. Are you going into combat? Give me Kirk. Right. Are you trying to defuse a situation? Give me Picard. Because <laughs> that's all he can do. Right. Yeah. If you put them both on the ship, you're golden. <laughs> uh, but see, who else was there? Um, so we had some of the, the cast from um, Star Trek Discovery. Anson Mount, um, Emily Coots, I guess it's C-O-U-T-T-S. I can't pronounce her name. And I don't know all of them because I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't go for the celebrities anymore. Uh, we had some people from Stranger Things there. Okay. Um, the girl who – who was the, the girl that everybody loved from season one that got killed and they're like, please bring her back? Oh, um, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know I her. I can't remember the actress's name. She was there. So, yes, it is another great place for meeting celebrities. Anson Mount will be an awesome Reed Richards. Oh, Carl Urban was there too. Carl so, Urban. Yep. He was the there. boys. Yeah, he does a lot of of sci-fi and geeky stuff too. Right. Well, remember he, must, he was he must be a big fan of the. Of he was the Bones in the Star Trek uh, reboots. Yep. Yeah. He and was. he was also the executioner in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he was also Stern in Judge Dredd. Remember, he's in Lord of the Rings trilogy too, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah so he might, and he's been excellent in all those roles. Oh yeah, yeah. no yeah. doubt, no doubt. He's he's fantastic in what he does. I'm just saying, you know, you know, based on his body of work, he must be a big fan of you know the of all things geekiness. So that's really right. cool. Well, and I can tell you that a lot of the, and this is what's kind of really cool about Dragon Con, is when you're there at night after the Walk of Fame has shut down, what have you, you will see some of these celebrities walking out among the crowd because it gets so crowded, people just don't realize it's them. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. the, I remember sitting there one year and Richard Hatch from Battlestar Galactica walked by and George Takai walked by. And I kept telling my friends, hey, there went George. Oh, George Takai was there again this year, too. Duh. Oh, my. Oh my. So George Takai <laughs> walked by. Is there, is there anyone who doesn't do a George Takai voice? I mean, come on. Oh, my goodness. But uh, who else was there? I don't know if you guys know the band Steam Power Giraffe. I absolutely love them. Yeah, I'll hook you up later. I'm gonna I, need know who, I know who they are through you. I need, okay. to, need to educate you. Uh, they were there again, got a, a major show on Saturday. Um, the band I was actually talking about a couple weeks ago before I went out there, September morning, was there. Um, got to go see them. That was a 1.30 a.m. show on Saturday. I was, I was feeling some pain uh, by Saturday afternoon when I went home, went back to my hotel and went to bed. But, yeah, it is a good time. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, There's been a new page added to the Lost in the Lone Box family. Oh, okay. Do tell. If you guys recall, I talked about I was going to create a new page from to be part of the Lost of the Long Box family. It's focusing on teams. Well, that has become reality. When you go to Facebook, 
um, that, that there are three pages now. Batman, Yesterday, Today, and Forever, The Realm of Superheroes, Comics, and Pop Culture, and now Gathered Together, The Greatest Superhero Teams. So if you like Alpha Flight, even the crew from the Star Trek Enterprise, hey, this place is for you. So it's some, but more than likely you're going to see stuff like Justice League, JSA, JLA, you know, the whole day. But the good teams. It's oh, great yeah, that you mentioned that because now I don't have to plug them at the end of the show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, too, guys, um, if you go out there and you look for the cosplay photos, and this uh, was also at Heroes Con, so there's going to be plenty of photos for this. Um, ROM, the Marvel Comics I ROM. I saw that. That was my buddy, Alan. I got to see that thing up close. because he fantastic. He brought it to my room yeah, it was. to change into. That was a fantastic costume. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Alan, just so you know, in case you're listening, we all love that costume. What was really great, so he got done Saturday, and he brought it up to the hotel room, and he takes it off, and he leaves it there. And he goes, okay, so I'm going to leave that here for the night, and I'll come get it tomorrow. And we're all like, oh, you're going to leave Rom here? Right. And I'm like, um, if you see any photos you don't remember posing for, just ignore those. <laughs> 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 and uh, he had a sign at his handler creator on it said, do not touch Rom, because you know everyone wanted to come feel it. Oh, yeah. So I saw a couple of friends sat Sunday, and I said, well, you know what? It's in my room. We need to go back and take a picture of all of us with our fingers like we're getting ready to touch it. Right. <laughs> he might kill me, though. I don't know if we should do that. <laughs> I got off the hook because they, they saw him and said, so you know what we were going to do to your ROM? I'm like, okay, great. So he knows. But, yes, um, Alan, fantastic costume. I want you all out there to realize, go look for that, for the Dragon, follow, Dragon Con photos. They're going to be showing up all week long and probably part of next week. Um we broke a, an attendance record where it's over 85,000 people this year. Nice. Cool. Cool. Um, cool. Like you had anything to do with that, though. I did. <laughs> but Because I give newbie tours there on, on Thursdays now, too. We actually have a DragonCon newbies group, and I do tours where we take them out and huh. do them the, the path around the hotel and say, this track is over here, that track is over here, tell them how to get around the hotels. Because there's habit trails, and there's more than one way to get obviously, to a lot of places. So right, right. we do tours for the new people, say – you know, this is where everything is. And I even tell them, if you get lost, just ask any one of your 84,999 right. friends here. Yep. So if you see me in a hallway, ask me. If I'm going that way, I'll take you myself. Right. Um, we have a blood drive. I gave blood again this year. You might see the, seen the picture of me giving blood. Um, and I found out talking to somebody, there used to be a competition between DragonCon and SCCC as to who could get the most pints. And DragonCon still beats them, and they have half the numbers. Yeah. Wow. So... Take that, SDCC. What does that say about all those heartless? That's a good cause right there, too. That's what you get for being all the way on the other side of the Right, country. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that was it. I don't know what we're going to do for next week. It should be pretty good. I'm waiting for all the email to come in for these nice goodies we have here. Um, and I tell you what, guys, if you can start contributing to our Patreon page, we might have even more stuff for future cons that we can give away here. Um, because I will tell you, this came out of my pocket, so I'm being generous and just giving these away to you. Yeah. Um, Patreon.com slash Lost in the Long Box. Go on there and support us, and we can take care of some legal things that we got to do. And if we get enough, we'll start getting presents like this to give away again on the show. Um, Lost in the Long Box at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. The stuff that I'm giving away, um, you need to write in for that. Um, Facebook, Lost in the Lost Box, Lost in the Long Box as well for the George Perez. Um, Enos has already mentioned our sister sites, which is good. Glad he did that. So until next time, we're going to be down here wondering why with all the new Marvel shows on Disney Plus, we still have no Darkhawk show. Why is that, Tommy? Because <laughs> we're lost in the long box. Yes, we are. And make it happen, Disney. I threw that in for you too, buddy. Thank you. Thank you.